Thank you for joining me at another 11 p.m. nightcap. Before we get to the rest of the nightcap episode, I'm going to take a very brief break here for an advertisement. Thanks for sticking around. All right, we're doing an 11 p.m. nightcap redo. And by redo, I mean that yesterday I talked about Ibon Press a lot. And I screwed up the podcast portion of that a little bit because I was making my fucking ASMR videos. And what I mean by that is that I had on my phone... Uh, normally you want to use your device's auto gain to leverage uh, your microphone to even out the audio when you're just talking like this normally. But because I was making those ASMR videos, I had the gain turned way up. So then what happened was the stream here on the video was fine. But when I went to upload the exported audio... It was fucked up. It was super crackly and poppy, and uh, it was a giant mess. So that was a little bit of a disaster. So we're going to fix that today. And what we're going to do is turn some lights on, and I am going to show you a little bit of something here. So we were talking yesterday about Ibon Press. Um, Ibon Press, I think, I think used to be called... Blackest Heart Media, but they do some really kick-ass and badass uh, artwork and books. I should put the light, I should move this. Let's move this. There we go. I'll just turn it around. So, they have some uh, very cool horror uh, books, and this was uh, one of the earlier ones that they did. This was printed in. Let's see here. Uh, My ear in zombie hell by Stephen Romano. This was two thousand. So um, I got. The, I think I got this in in two thousand. It's pretty, I can't believe that this is almost 20 years old. Um, Wow. So, you know, you look at this book and and the artwork and the story that's in here. Um, Ibon Press does a a super cool uh, job with their products. And cheers to everyone who stops, by the way. Uh, this is the last of my Schwarzog, unfortunately, which makes me a little bit sad, if I'm honest. But, these, uh, books, the, the, I mean, the cover is awesome. And then when you start reading through this, the artwork and stuff, uh, that's in here is just absolutely top-notch. I mean, look, look at that shit. And they actually add uh, some very cool aspects 
to the story itself, um, they actually enhance the the story of the uh, of zombie. Um, and yeah, this uh, man, this book here, the the binding and everything on it is disintegrating and falling apart. Unfortunately, that's what. Apparently 20 years will get you as the binding all starts falling apart on the self to contact him to ask him if there's a way I can get it rebound. Um, but then they even have here in the back of the book sort of a zombified uh, version of themselves. So for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast later, um, unfortunately you can't see the little pieces of artwork uh, that I'm showing. But... They went on to do stuff like the City of the Living Dead, uh, the Gates of Hell. They did uh, House by the Cemetery uh, is one of these. You know, I, 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 love, the, I love the Fulci movies. Um, and, oh yeah, here's the, well, I'm, I'm going to show you a shot <clears throat> if you're watching this. Check this, check this shit out. Tell me that that's not just fucking wicked looking. Um, super, super cool. And then it came with this uh, CD that has the uh, soundtrack in it. Um, and so uh, what I'll do here is I'm just going to read you the read you this little thing at the beginning. My Ear in Zombie Hell by Stephen Romano. It's late. I'm tired. They haven't had a shower in six days. I've just spent the last year in hell reinventing one of the greatest horror films ever made as a comic book, and I couldn't be happier. This whole nonsense began with the screenplay I wrote about three years ago, which was meant to be a remake of Lucio Fulci's Zombie. It was a project I dreamed of doing since I was a kid, and after the maestro's death, I felt compelled to will the blasted thing into existence somehow. The film went through most of the usual hassle you encounter in trying to raise the money for an independent NC-17 gore fest and remains in limbo right now, sort of frozen at the storyboard stage. And boy, are those storyboards cool. But I still had an ally in the amazing, in the amazing Sean Smith Lewis over at Blackest Heart Media, and we set out on a lot of cool, Fulci-related ventures to keep the dream alive. After doing some soundtrack album releases and some tribute music, we plunged headfirst into the highly ambitious graphic novel adaptation of Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, which was just as nightmarish, time-intensive, and pressure-oriented as any film project you can name, and in the end, I was still unhappy with the results. Hey, it looks like we have uh, Lady Winners joined! Lady Winners, cheers! Thank you so much for stopping by. We're reading through the intro of this uh, now 20-year-old comic graphic novel adaptation of Zombie. So, you know, I, I'm not going to spoil and give away the rest of the book, but just figured I would uh, read the intro here. Yeah, th isn't this incredible? I mean, look at the, look at the artwork in here. Just, just check this out. Just look at that. 
And they really enhance the story. They actually add a lot to the story that's really legit. Um, some really cool stuff near the end, too. They go into the, the seven, uh, seven gates of hell. And uh, I was showing earlier, they have, you know, uh, like, here's another. Just look at the, look at the artwork and stuff that they did uh, in these books. And, you know, goes into House by the Cemetery. I mean, super badass. Uh, and I, I realized that this is, so as I'm reading this forward here, this forward was from January 20th, 2000. Um, oh, let's see, so where was it at? Uh, are the zombies swimming underwater? Well, Infamous zombie versus shark. <laughs> yeah, this is great shit. This is absolutely amazing stuff. Um, so then came Zombie and is absolutely determined not to make the same mistakes again. I wanted to get back to the lurid old school flavor of those amazing Warren Pulp magazines like Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella. And I wanted to test drive some of the concept I'd worked on for my proposed remake. So does this mean we're simply taking the screenplay, storyboards, production designs, making them in a comic book? Not really. When I finally get to do my movie, you'll be quite surprised at what's in store, but for now, I've taken the original film, expanded the main characters a bit, added scenes, and shuffled everything around, ways around that makes sense to me as a writer. The voodoo shaman characters created to spearhead the zombie, the zombie apocalypse in my screenplays, presented here for the first time, drawn right from James Keating's original production design. Does the script develop the evil bastard evolved in a way I really liked? All of which brings me to my collaborators on this nutty adventure. Over a year ago, Sean Smith Lewis hooked me up with Michael Broom, a young and talented artist residing in Florida. He came on late in the beyond to do some pinup work, but I knew this guy would be my main man when it came time to do zombie. His energy and commitment to the endeavor impressed me, and in December of 98 we started our collaboration. Here's how we worked. I designed the layout of each page on a letter-sized paper, making it look as much like a finished comic as I could, complete with word balloons and captions. This is the only way I know how to write a comic book. Unfortunately, I can't draw for shit, so then Mike would take my breakdowns and draw them full size, filling the gray areas. I have to say, he's one of the most gifted comic stylists I've worked with. Character, art, character artist by trade, he really has a handle on the human face, knows how to draw real people who look like they're actually wearing clothes. You'd be surprised how rare that is in this business. And uh, to give that a little bit of some credence, we'll look at another page here. Hey, wait a minute. That guy's not wearing any clothes. Oops. So, let's continue on with his little intro here. Um... And he has all kinds of fun with the gun and the boats and whatnot. He took to the project like a zombie to fresh meat. And we brought in the talented Jerry Coffee to jumpstart the finishes when original inker Will Renfro backed down with personal reasons. 
Jerry was recommended to me by the creators of Time Spell. He did a dynamite job on his pages, but it wasn't until Mike Broom's chance encounter with a fellow artist at a comic convention in Florida that things really started to smoke. Mike was penciling a page at his table when his curious character skulked over and asked him what he was working on. Uh, said Mike, I'm doing a comic based on one of those silly Italian horror movies from the 70s. The dark stranger's eyes lit up like searchlights as he spat. Which one? Mike didn't even need to speak the word. We were all in the same place. Derek Rourke and I became fast friends and partners, and almost immediately after we saw his work on the ominous repulsives, he attacked the inking and finishing on Zombie with a style and sensibility right out of Fulci's Inferno. I'm not kidding, kiddies. Derek is one bad motherfucker. And his supercharged fuck em all intensity became the burning drive that hammered the final nails in this dark coffin of horrors. I look forward to many years of collaboration with Mike and Derek, some of which will get a glimpse in the final pages of this book. Dee goes solo with his pencils and finishes On the Gates of Hell, a preview story that canonized the Deacon of Death. It's ass-kicking stuff and only a teaser for our ongoing comic series based on the films of Lucio Fulci. You can also look forward to lots of Mike Broom in the series. He'll be sharpening his pencils for Escape from the Beyond, the third and final chapter in the Seven Gates trilogy. I'm also very proud to present here for the first time an all-new story based on Fulci's House by the Cemetery, illustrated in fine style by my great friend James Keating. This is the first time we've worked together since he illustrated my novel, Invasion of the Mutanoids, and I'm shit giggles happy about it. His take on the evil Dr. Fraud... I'm sorry... Evil Dr. Fraudstein is obsessive and nightmarish, just the kind of thing that Fulci would smile upon and hopefully scare the living shit out of everybody else. I also had the swell opportunity to return to the original soundtrack of Zombie and finish the job it began in 1997 when I resurrected the score in bits and pieces for the Cannibal Farrakh Zombie album. Since then, the original studio masters have surfaced and I'm proud to present them here for the first time, complete and unedited. Which, by the way, as I mentioned before, and I'll show you now, this comic book came with a CD of music from the movie, as well as a little te uh, teaser of Bob Mason from your sun-soaked California tours. Welcome to the land of... Sun-drenched dreams and blood-soaked nightmares. Three films to shock you into suspense. California Hillside Strangler, California Axe Massacre, and Mausoleum. Which, when Flixology 101 was talking yesterday about Mausoleum, I laughed because I can't in my head not think of Mausoleum said as anything other than Mausoleum. Because of that fucking CD and this trippy, weird acid thing that's near the end of it that's just fucking badass. So cool. Isn't that cool, right? Love it. Absolutely. Uh, man, my, I, I got, I'll tell you the other little backstory about this in a minute. I'll re finish the rest of this. Um, there was an Italian release of these tracks last year, but the running time was cut by more than four minutes. We were able to fully restore the music to its original glory, and it sounds better than ever. Most interesting among the world premiere stuff is a tract entitled Anne and Peter, which is a short love theme cue that never made it into the film, and a straighter version of Escape from the Flesh Eaters without the tragic motif that flows over the original. I also included the remixed tracks 
from our original release in a graveyard full of zombie vision soundscapes, outtakes, radio spots, and original tribute music, which I performed with the Rock Opera Inc. Boys. You'll eat it up, I'm sure. It's a real labor of love, raised from the dead and ready to rock. Kick-ass, take names, never say die, don't grow up. Stephen Romano, January 25th, 2000. So, um, yeah, th this, this, this book is fucking awesome. And um, having talked with uh, the Ibon Press guys, and I'm going to pause the podcast here for a moment. Talking with the Ibon Press guys, uh, it's funny because when I got this book, uh, I was absolutely floored. A buddy, uh, so I, I had, man, without going into the whole history of it, I, I had a, I had a tale like a lot of the other driving folks out there. You know, I had, I had some friends that I knew growing up who were into horror stuff, and that was all cool. But as you get older, and some of them kind of move away, and this and that and the other. Um, there weren't a whole lot of people that knew a lot of this shit that I was into and was talking about. And uh, so I get this job, I get this new job, and wouldn't you fucking know it, the dude that's there is a horror aficionado, loves heavy metal, loves horror, is into all this shit. And so for my birth, I think it was my, I think it was my birthday, he gets me this, he gets me this book and a couple of t-shirts and, uh, now I'm going to show you another thing in here that's hilarious. So, these guys, and or in collaboration with the Rotten Cotton guys, they are huge fans of that whiskey right there. You know what that is? If you can guess it, maybe I'll buy you a prison. But... This book I thought was great, and talking to the Ibon Press guys, he's like, what is it? Old Crow. Uh, Old Crow is a... <laughs> Old Crow is rough stuff. However, I will say this. Lady Winners, uh, I think maybe the Old Crow would be appreciated by your vultures. Um, that's, a, that's a harsh drink. I will say this, though, of all of the whiskeys that I've tried in coffee, and I've tried a lot of them, there's something about a crow in coffee that is actually quite delicious. So, in celebration of all this shit, here's the deal. Because I want to see if I can either get this book rebound or fixed... Um, and I'm talking to the guys that are over here at this little junket. I'm going to do a giveaway. It's not going to be tonight, but I'm going to see if I can't either get a discount code or codes. And uh, I'm going to gift away some of their stuff because I got to be honest. Um, I'm a little surprised that a lot of the drive-in mutant folks out there 
uh, I don't really hear him talking about this stuff too much. And um, I want to say, like, it's not disappointed. Uh, I'm just surprised. I know a lot of comic fans, and um, I, I'm just kind of surprised that with all the enthusiasm that's out there, and I see a lot of collectibles, a lot of collectibles thrown around. But, like, this, uh, <laughs> this here is kind of OG-level shit. Uh, when this came out, I, sh I can't remember who I showed it. I can't remember who I showed this to. But they were like, you're sick. Who reads this stuff? Like, it's gross. Like, who reads comics that look like that? I was like, me, because they're badass. And I love this movie to death. And this is, like, the coolest thing ever. Look how, look how goopy this is. It's an absolute treasure. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of people, um, haven't seen a whole lot of people out there talk about some of these horror novels, these graphic novels. No. Ibon Press does... There's a maniac. Uh, I don't know if they call it like the New York Ripper. I don't think they are able to. They might not be able to call it maniac. I think it's called like New York Ripper, or something like that. Um, but they have they have several comics, several books adapted from these badass horror movies. And there's a uh, there's one called Bottom Feeder. Uh, that's super. That's super cool. I think they have a couple other originals, but man, absolutely check their site out. They they have just awesome artwork in all their books. You can a thousand percent tell that that they're not just doing it for a buck. That they that they love the stuff. The artwork's good. The writing is good. There's some nice takes and some fill-ins on. I mean, let's be honest. It's kind of like Argento. Tweet the account, Ibon Press, E-I, B as in boy, O-N, Press. Um, and I'll, I'll uh, actually, if you look at my timeline, I tagged them into the post for this video. Um, so that's Ibon Press. They have their account there um, on Twitter. I'll spell it again, E-I-B-O. N press and they're on Twitter and have a website with all their stuff out there on there. Uh, they occasionally have some great sales. They have series of all these great books. Um, so I'm talking to them and uh, maybe you can say it's a little bit of a, a shill and a bait to get some people to subscribe to some of the stuff I'm doing. But um, I'm going to see if I can't buy some codes or some gift cards. And I'm going to give some of that stuff away. And you know what? Even if you decide you're only going to follow me to get to the code and then you tell me to fuck off, I don't care. As long as anybody else enjoys the badass horror stuff that's out there, uh, that means the world to me. They're, they're great books. You know, I've read this, I've read this one a bunch of times. Like I say, the, the binding is unfortunately st starting to fall apart. But uh, awesome stuff. And, and you know, I, I'd love for some of these other places that do, you know, they've been, they've been fighting that horror fight for years. And I don't want to say that, that, you know, I, I, I only respect like the OGs cause I don't, 
But, man, they've been around for a long time, and they've been fighting and struggling to get um, that content, you know, up there for years. So, hey, uh, let's spread it around. Let's get, the, let's get the word out. I think that's cool. And, you know, it's a, it's a quality product. Cool guys. Um, so, yeah, we'll do some giveaways. I'm going to get some codes or gift cards or do something. I'll figure it out. Um, we'll give away some books. And, uh, and that makes me happy. Um, you know, like, like all the old stuff, like the, like Lucio Fulci zombie help share. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. People are far more likely, I think, to listen to you than they are to me. (laughs) And by the way, spectacular job that you and Losman do on, uh, the Midnight Manor podcast, um, I was telling Losman, there's a there's a particular easygoing warmth uh, to your episodes that really is what I look for in that sort of a podcast. Um, I don't. I never feel like you guys are. I don't know playing it up like like some some podcasts. I feel like they're trying to play up this enthusiasm thing that just comes off weird. You guys always just seem friendly and familiar and there's a certain level of warmth where it makes me feel like I'm just sitting in on two friends talking about a movie um it's really well done so hats off to you on that one you guys uh you you do a fantastic job special guest I'm man I'm real excited about that that's uh that's cool that's uh, man I uh I especially, you know, now have been listening to the these podcasts more and more. I did the one day I did yard work, I think, for you know, I did was outside digging around in the dirt and lifting shit all day from like nine in the morning until like seven at night or something like that. And uh I listened to like all the episodes that you guys had. I was just did nothing but listen to all these podcasts. And uh hey you guys do a great job. Do a really good job. I, I mean that sincerely. It's a really good listen. And, um, you know, again, I, I, uh, it gives me, it gives me a tremendous joy to connect with, talk to, and share around and support all these, uh, people that are into this horror content and, and, you know, some of them that, that make some, make some of this stuff that otherwise kind of flies a little bit below the radar, I guess, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, everybody's going to buy the new Spider-Man comic. Everybody's going to buy the new... Well, maybe they won't, depending on what your opinion is on the comics nowadays. But, um, you know, something like these horror comics, especially like these splatter comics, um, you know, that that's a, that's a little bit of a harder sell. And those guys obviously live and die by word of mouth and recommendations. So shout them out, send them around. Uh, like I say... Uh, Maybe it's also just boredom, but I'm going to get some codes. We'll give away some free shit. Um, I was thinking of getting codes for those masks that Fangoria had, mostly because I liked the one that said Fango McFango face on it. I thought that was pretty good. Well done. Well, well played, Fangoria. Well done. Cheers to that. But yeah, these... Uh, 
these horror books are great. And uh, I've always had this up on display because the color and composition that they did <clears throat> on the cover is just incredible. My God, I got a frog in my throat. Stop it. And, uh, yeah, the... I mean, like, like, just look at this. All just, like, super sinister and just... You know, I, I used to I used to read the old Gaines comics. My my dad had them in this box at the cabin we had up in the kind of up in the woods, and he had these old horror comics. And I used to just read and read and reread those over and over and over again. And uh, he has I don't know if I still have the pictures of him, but. He has these old horror magazines and comics that must be, shit, they predate Fangoria by a dog's age. They must be from the 60s, 50s and 60s. And, uh, God, the really cool old school horror, like, comic magazines. And, uh, I keep telling them, you need to seal those all up and put them out somewhere. You know, right now, when this stuff is hot, is the time to sell them. But he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to keep them, which, hey, that's fine. But um, I love all that shit. If I had a... If I, if I wasn't a rambling man who didn't know where I was going to end up in five years from now... Which, by the way, heavily considering Texas. Uh, Arizona, Texas... Um, I like the heat. I'm sick of this cold crap. It's a, it's a weird thing when you're like, wow, it's 40 degrees. It's really warming up outside. So anyway, uh, sorry for that side tangent. But um, <laughs> I want to go out and ride my motorcycle. It's freezing fucking cold and it's raining. 40 degrees, I walk around outside in a t-shirt, like, <laughs> tired of that, and it's not, I don't like it anymore, um, so, yeah, I want to get out and ride my, uh, I want to ride my big ass, it's 58, it's cold, no, 58 is, 58's like, it's getting hot, it's warming up, it's really warming up, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, have some friends that live out, have some friends that live out west. When I, I went down to, I went down to Florida and visited a buddy of mine in Florida. And it was fairly cold down there, meaning it was in the, the mid-50s, 60s. And, uh, everybody was just like shivering and freezing cold. And I was like, where I came from, it was 20. It was 20 degrees, and that was the high for the day. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy when you just think about the temperature spread of in and around and in the country and what's where. But I want to go. I'd rather go somewhere where it's warmer. So at some point in time, who knows, wherever you end up. But uh, love sharing around all this horror stuff. It, it makes me so happy. Um, it's... God, if I could, if I could find any sort of way whatsoever to even make half a living on 
talking about or somehow getting involved in the horror community, that's some sort of dream for me. Uh, you know, I, I can't complain too much because uh, I've always had a roof over my head and food on the table given the job that I've got, but it doesn't doesn't bring me the joy that it used to. And, man, you know, watching the trauma films and reading these books and, you know, the, the Ibon Press guys, talking to them now on Twitter and online, you know, it used to be used to be one of those things where it was very hard to find that stuff. The websites would often be broken or down or they'd disappear and then you'd have no information about them. A lot of that shit was word of mouth. So it was very hard to find it. And now there's a community and there's people starting new stuff, bringing up new stuff. Um, to the people that are listening, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Buzzard, Buzzard View Manor is coming 2021. Uh, all sorts of just fun, awesome stuff coming up out there. Um, there's another... Uh, yes! Yes! Yeah! Um, somebody online who's doing like these candles. Uh, you know, horror-themed candles. Uh, I think her name is Embalmist. Embalmist, I think is her name. Um, all sorts of cool people making just cool stuff, fun new stuff, and, uh, yeah, again, this year, I wanted to try to get around and, uh, come to some different cities and be like, hey, I'm gonna be over here, if anyone wants to come have drinks, I'm buying, drinks are on me, but then fucking coronavirus hit, and now everybody's trapped inside their house, um, but anyway, circling this all the way back to the beginning, Ibon Press and Blackest Heart Media will be doing some giveaways soon, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, if and when you get the book and you read it, I would love to know what you think. If you want to talk about it, uh, we can always do a podcast episode. You can join me here on Periscope. Call me on the phone, write me an email, or you can just tell me to go fuck myself. That's fine, too. But, again, uh, absolutely love all you awesome people that I've met out there in the horror community. Um, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier, and it um, it's, all, it's all I look forward to, man. Like, no joke. I look forward to... The Joe Bob shit on Friday, but I look forward to all you guys' podcast episodes, you know? Like, I, I truly and sincerely mean that. Like, I get excited when I see that there's a new episode, and you're talking about a movie, or you're talking about a show, or you're doing a review, or you've got something going on. Um, you know, uh, Lurking Transmission, so, uh, the Lurking Transmission podcast. So, I'm going to be doing... A narration for him soon. It's going to be an old Robert E. Howard horror story. So I'm going to be doing a narration for him. Uh, he does a spectacular job putting together his shows. They, they sound like old school radio shows. Uh, but modern and with black metal instead of Glenn Miller and... Uh, Really cool stuff. So I'm excited and happy about that. 
And anyone out there, hey, uh, if you ever want somebody to do a read for you, read something. Promos, intros, commercials, voices, whatever you want. Hit me up. I'm happy to do it. Uh, shit, it's all that's keeping me sane now, to be honest. Sit, fucking sitting inside here. Shit sucks. That being said, it's 11.38. That's going to conclude tonight's nightcap. Finish my drink here. Cheers to everyone who stopped by. I love all you out there. Stay safe. Keep the faith. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which isn't a whole hell of a lot. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Lady Winners, for stopping by. I really do appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I'll see you out there. I'll see you online. Have yourselves a great night.